0: Welcome to the Building Heroes podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 77 of the Building Heroes podcast. Today, I'm excited to have my good friend, Julie Drake, on with us. And Julie, I'm going to let you tell your story and introduce yourself.
1: Okay, thanks, Molly. I'm Julie Drake, and I am a mother of two. Um, my husband and I were fortunate enough to have one naturally, and our daughter has is adopted from Guatemala. It's been a journey, an exciting one. Um, when our son was four, I decided to quit my successful sales position and start a business from scratch. And my whole family thought I was insane, but 22 years later, Um, I'm trying to think, maybe not that long, but it's been um, about 20 years and it was the best decision I ever made. It allowed me to have a lot of time with my kids and it now has offered me opportunities to branch out. And what I started 20 years ago, I still do, but I'm also now a mind and body balance coach and I help women really to stop stressing in life and get to a more balanced position in their mindset. And if (laughs) I know how I am running a business, you know, homeschooling, doing all that stuff and really wanting to be present for my kids. And sometimes life has a way of throwing us singers. And, you know, I often say that we can't control when stress comes on, but we can often use tools to minimize how long it stays. And I believe stress is a choice. Some might disagree with me, but that's my motto.
0: Oh, that's good. Stress is a choice, or at least how long it stays. You did say that
1: Yeah. Everybody has stress. You can't ever stop that, but you can control what it does to you. Um, And once you figure out the tools that work best for you, and I, in my practice, I work with several different ones because everybody is unique and different, Molly. So what works for me may not work the same for you. So I do like to teach people several different ways. And really what happens in the moment here may not work in the moment in the next situation, you know, so it's good to have several tools in your toolbox. And also to teach them to our kids, because, you know, they get anxious and stressed, too. And they don't always know, you know, what that they assume, like I did for many years, that it's just something that you live with in the moment. And it doesn't have to be that way. So I like to teach. um, Well, my 23 year old doesn't listen to me very much anymore. In that regard, maybe someday he will again, but, um, my 14 year old, I'm able to teach her scenarios and, you know, even at that teenage years, the other day I was riding in the car with her and she was wigging out about something, you know, that was pretty teenagerish. And I was like, okay, so you have a choice. I'd really love you to do X, Y, Z. And she's like, that's so crazy, mom. That's like hippie. That's woo-woo stuff. I don't even know what she called it, you know? And I said, well, fine. I said, stay in the the rut that you're in and just deal with it then. I said, I think that's silly, but if that's your choice. And she sat there for about 30 seconds and then said, fine, what do you want me to do? <laughs> and so, but, you know, that is her choice. I'm not going to force her to do these things, but- You know, after we talked through, at that moment, we were driving to a hybrid homeschool. So I was driving her to her part day at school and she was stressing about a test, a paper that was due. And um, I always carry certain essential oils with me because in the moment they are the quickest way. And it's something that you can carry. It's something you can do very quickly. And, um, we have a certain oil that we share a love of. And so she put it on, like, just put it on, breathe it in and just remind yourself that whatever comes today, you can handle it. And she even told me, she texted me later and said, I feel better. Thank you. You know, but in that moment, you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to be miserable. Um, but even my 14-year-old is recognizing that she doesn't have to stay miserable. She doesn't have to stay stressed. And she feels better when she uses the tools that she has available for her.
0: Yeah, totally. And I I say that a lot too. You know, let's get some tools to put in your toolbox so that mm-hmm. you can use them along the way on your journey. You know, right. Because I always talk about the hero's journey and how that's that's the pattern for our lives. And as we're moving along the hero's journey. It's inevitable that we're going to run into things that are, oh, yeah, like <laughs> obstacles or walls or just things to stop us.
1: Yeah. And
0: you know, as we hit those obstacles, one thing I probably don't talk about enough is that sometimes that can be really stressful. Sometimes you can look at it and go, Oh, well, that's because I got to learn something and figure it out, and I'll get around it, no problem. And we have that can do attitude, but sometimes you hit the things and you're or just things just come into your life and circumstances, and you're like, right? Why is this happening? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not the question we probably should be asking in the moment.
1: <laughs> the yeah. question
0: is, how am I going to react, or how am I going to choose to act in this moment?
1: Choice. I love that that you said that because it really is about choosing the next action, and what we choose often dictates the outcome. That is coming, you know, how long does the resolution take oftentimes is dictated by our choices and how we go through it or around it. Um, so yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, and I I love that you give that same privilege to your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, like I have something to help you that could help you. You you can choose to try it or not. Yes, and yeah, And, and a lot of times they like to think that you don't know anything. (laughs) Yep.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also super important to remind our kids. Um, and, and I don't know if you've phrased it this way before in the past, but your who is different than what you do or, you know, and I think for teenage girls, they oftentimes, I see this with my daughter and her friends, the image of their hair or their body or whatever is so tied up with, you know, I I often hear, oh, I hate myself. It's like, wait a minute, your hair may not look good today, but that has nothing to do with who you are. You know, and I think we constantly have to remind our kids that that is not them. (laughs) Their hair might be having a bad day, you know, or a, a bad season of life, But that's not them. You know, you can hate your hair at the moment, you know, but don't hate you. You are unique and beautiful, regardless of if your hair is a frizzy mess, you know, Um, but they're so tied up with how they look is their identity. And that just, I wish that I had learned some of these lessons when I was younger And had somebody or maybe my mom did, and I just didn't hear her, (laughs) you know, how many times you hear things, but, um, you know, I think that's part of a mom's role, if we are aware of those things is just to continue telling our sons and daughters that, you know, they are special, they are unique, they aren't, you know, a cookie cutter of the next person and You know, just because they can't do something the same as somebody else or look the same way as somebody else doesn't mean that they're any less valuable or, you know, uniquely special, because I think that they're on social media too. And I think as much as we try to limit that, it's still there and they're still comparing. And I think that that's part of our role is to just pour as much love and affirmation into them that they are unique and special and different and it's okay, um, to be that, that hero. I, I love that part of your message, Molly, is that, you know, a hero can be all kinds of things. A hero can have all kinds of qualities and me as the hero and you versus the hero are, you know, we bring different skill sets to the table. We help people in special and unique ways and, you know, um, I just think that that is a wonderful part of your message that I know that you share.
0: Yes, and I love how you just eloquently said all of that too. Because you're right; like so many times, our kids tie their self-esteem about who they really are to the outside things, to the hair. Like, I mean, you want to talk hair, man. I had a- Terrible haircut, like a mullet <laughs> <laughs> in like seventh grade or something. yeah oh, now people laugh at that picture nowadays, but that's not who I am. <laughs> and, right. You know, right. and I think kids too, they, they tend to tie their self esteem to their accomplishments and, and all those things. Yes. And so that's one huge advantage that we have in homeschooling is that we're there and we can see when they're going down and you don't have to tie the accomplishments to their self-esteem that we probably still do. It's the human yeah. thing to do, sometimes. Yeah. but hopefully we can be more aware of that. And I think that's really foundational to mm-hmm. all, all these stress management tools is understanding that the stressful things, the hard things that come in your life aren't because you're bad or because, right. you know, you're no good or whatever. Um, they just they're they're just part of the journey. Exactly. And and we get to
1: choose how we act. Yeah, we write our own stories. And that's yeah. just part of our next chapter.
0: Yep, we absolutely do. And so some of the things that's why the tools come in really handy because if we're going to choose how to act, maybe we don't know what to do. We don't know right. how to act and, and maybe that's why we sometimes get stuck in, in reacting. Instead of choosing something better, so
1: we don't stay in stress. Exactly. Yeah. And when you have those tools easily defined, then it's just like looking at a box of crayons and saying, I wanna use the red color to color this part of my picture or the green color to color. It's just very easy if you don't, you know, overwhelm. I tend to talk to people about five different choices, you know, because and some of them are things that you do when you're in the privacy of your own space and others can be done in a sea of people because that's the other thing, Molly, when you are in that stress and overwhelm. Um, you know, if a child is, or if a mom is with a group of people, what they can do in that moment is very different than if the mom is at home and having one of those homeschool meltdowns that we all have, let's just call it what it is. um, And she just can't figure out what to do next, you know, to give herself a timeout. I've done this before. I need a timeout, you know, and to go into a room um, even if it's a closet, just some space where you can have a moment of peace and pull out a different tool in the toolbox, then, you know, that's, that's very different. Um, so I do like to talk to my clients about different ways to handle things based on where you're at, you know, cause it's not always going to be the private time that you need to regroup. So you have to find ways in the moment and to do things to level out stress, and come yes. down from that fight, flight, or freeze.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely, and I think you know, for a lot of a lot of moms, I mean, homeschooling is amazing, but certainly there are stressful moments. And I always like to say too, it's like with homeschooling, it kind of amplifies the issues in your home, mm-hmm. which is good because then you can do something about them. But right. it's also stressful <laughs> because you're yeah. like, whoa, issues, you know? Right? And, yeah. And so, like in the moment. What do you suggest people do when they feel stressful? Actually, let me back up a little bit too. I think what a lot of us do in the moment when we feel stressed out is we turn to yelling yes. or we, we turn towards anger mm-hmm. or, or maybe we get passive aggressive or, or something like that. Right. And, and I don't know. I have never talked to a single homeschool mom or any mom really who actually wants to be like that. Right. You know? yeah. but I think the problem is, is we don't know another way. Right. So, often. yeah,
1: I think you said something very um, poignant a few moments ago, and that was, in terms of it amplifies and lets us know that there's situations in our home. Because one of the things that I recognized when I started homeschooling, um, number one, I started homeschooling when my daughter was in middle school and it was a result of the COVID shutdowns. I knew that she did not do well in the virtual learning environment. It was very hard for her to sit there and be taught by a screen. I knew there had to be a better way. And then the next year, our school district was in person, but they had quarantine rules. And I just had this vision of she's in school, she's virtual learning, she's in school. And and I just knew it was going to be a a, a nightmare. So we full-time homeschooled that year. And it was eye-opening to me how much better she really did learn. She kept saying, I'm not learning anything. I'm like, but you are. And it's less stressful because there wasn't the, um, the deadlines, there wasn't the drive there. It wasn't all about the grade or the test score, or it was very different for her. Um, but it did, you know, unveil some of the ways that we communicated with one another, my expectations of her and how I communicated that, um, and i'm dealing with a teenager i didn't start homeschooling when she was in kindergarten i waited till seventh grade which is awesome <laughs> you know i always <laughs> agree with it but um so in the moment one of the things that i would say is as the mom as the supposed mature one <laughs> you know i say supposed um you have to take a step back and realize what is this triggering is this something that is my child doing something or something's raising up in me? And what I recognized is in my home growing up, it it was, you know, you were allowed to show happy emotions, but anger was not something that was allowed um, or allowed in certain ways. And I always felt like I was suppressed, my feelings were suppressed in that way. So when we would have certain situations, I would just like slip out and just be like, Wah! you know, or, you know, that, that drive to get A's and that drive to get, you know, and I realized I never asked that of her, but something in me was projecting onto her. So I just took a step back and, you know, in the moment you can, you don't have to address everything right away. When you're homeschooling, you can say, you know, we're taking five, we're taking 10. Journal it out. You know, really write down what happened. Um, deep breathe, I and mean, even to take a deep breath in five counts in, five counts out before you speak. And it's amazing what that does to your um, nervous system because you are heightened. You are like, oh, my my friend calls it momster mode. You know, you are like in momster mode. You are gonna blow up. You are gonna say things that you will regret. And in that heat of the battle, you feel that rising, take a moment, take a deep breath in, you don't need to close your eyes, just take a deep breath. Your kids don't need to know what you're doing. Take a deep breath out. Um, one of my favorite oils, the essential oils in that moment is adaptive. Um, I pair it with, um, doTERRA's cheer. Just because I need that jolt of stress, reduce and happiness all at the same time. It's like a perfect combination for me. And so I actually carry that with me in my purse and I will roll it on my wrists, my behind my ears, my pulse points, and I'll just sniff it. And I take a deep breath and then I can usually assess the situation just a little bit differently Another really great thing, and people don't even need to know what you're doing, is that there are energy centers all over our bodies. We are like a ball of energy. And if you think of it as, you know, just little energy um, lines running through our bodies, but you can tap, you know, and it doesn't even need to be anything. You might have seen tapping sessions and they go through certain points and some of them look pretty ridiculous, but just to even get the, the energy flowing differently to say, hey, I need you to do something different body. You know, stop the stress load. <laughs> so tapping in certain spots will diffuse the stress in the moment. And then you can think clearer. So all of those are ways that I teach moms and kids both to just reframe what's going on in that moment. And then you can look at the why later, but you can't look at the why right then.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Um, It reminds me, well, backing up what you said earlier, it's like, you know, when you're asking about what's triggering this in me, our kids are really good mirrors. Oh yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we don't want to see what the reflection is showing us. No,
0: but they show us our weaknesses. Yes, Mm -hmm. they do. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And sometimes I joke, that's why I had to have seven kids because I got. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it reminded me of this quote by Stephen Covey and he said, and, and when I first heard this quote, I, I thought, oh, that's nice or whatever. But the more I ponder the more I realized that this is powerful when you understand this. He said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space lies our freedom and power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and happiness.
1: I love that. Yeah. yeah.
0: That, that's powerful stuff. Right. Because really when the stress comes on, that's what we're doing. When we start feeling mom- monster mode, that's that's great. <laughs> when yeah. we feel that coming on, in the moment, if we have that recognition that we have the power of choice,
1: right, that
0: space, wow, it changes our lives.
1: Very different.
0: And our kids' lives.
1: So for me, I, I had this moment last week, it was, you know, I had certain things planned for the homeschool side and out of the blue, there was this huge project thrown at my daughter from her school teacher, <laughs> but I had this plan. I'm like, we got to stay on schedule. We got to do. And I'm like, I, I ran through my God, I got, to got it. And she was like, I could see her spiraling. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, I did what I told you to do. I took a deep breath. And I'm like, internally, what am I do? What is, am I serving and pushing my deadline? I can't change the school's deadline. So, you know, in that moment, I said, you know what? We're going to stop. I'm getting rid of my deadline. We'll work it out another way. And I took that stress off of both of us to get that done. But why did that have to happen that week? Because in my mind, I wanted it to. I wanted that off my list, off her list. But it was obviously causing both of us a lot of undue stress. And that's, you know, that's the benefit of homeschooling, Molly. And I think I learned this from you. It's like, why, why, why do they need to know all this right now in this moment? You know, it's like, it is a journey and it is, you learn as you go. And, you know, it's amazing what you can learn in a whole year. (coughs) It doesn't all have to be done in that week or that month. So we're in eight hours a day, you know, or in that
0: order or when they tell you, yeah.
1: Yeah. And just to have that grace with myself and her and to teach her that, okay, that was my plan on Monday, but on Wednesday, now I have new information and we're going to have to revise our plan and it's okay.
0: Yeah. I I call that flexi-planning. Oh, I like that. I make a plan knowing I'm probably going to have to change it.
1: Right. <laughs> so don't do it in
0: Sharpie. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let, let's talk a little bit about, um, I mean, you gave us some really good tips of what to do in the moment. So if you can, take a time out. It's okay to leave the situation. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess, depending on the situation, but right. <laughs> to go yeah. take that time out right. and, and to journal about it and to um, just close your eyes, maybe use some essential oils, um, the deep breaths that, that one you can do anywhere. for sure. Anywhere. Yeah. Take the deep breaths And then the tapping part too. Mm-hmm. Um I had a friend that tells me when you do the cross body thing yes that can reset yep. uh your emotions too and she's a um a therapist yes and they do that a lot to manage stress with the kids yeah um, too so she's like sometimes when i have hard conversations with my husband and laying in bed i'll just be sitting there, in. and tapping <laughs> and
1: yeah I do it when I'm driving. I end up like, oh, I don't know. There's something about this part, the collarbone for me, but everybody has those, you know, some people are their arms, just the little, you know, disruptors, just the disruptor in the moment to get your mind off of that wheel, you know, that, that stress wheel that we start to build up.
0: Yeah. And another one too, is just recognizing what you're thinking. If it's making you feel like that and then switch and you have a choice to choose to start thinking something else that's why mantras are so good and affirmations Absolutely. because you have something right. ready to go because you can't think of it when you're in that right I, I remember mine when i was trying to train this very stubborn child i <laughs> i would always say in my head it's like water off the duck's back right it just rolls right off i know <laughs> or i would say exactly. i am so lucky that i get to have this time to train him because yes. I'm in school. <laughs> exactly. I, I would have to remind myself, even though we're not getting any other school
1: done, right? We are getting some training done. So, a yeah. great phrase in the moment is Isn't that interesting? Because it's not positive or negative. And if you're in a really negative p- position, it kind of diffuses the moment yeah. enough for you to take a step back and you know, look at it differently as interesting, not horrible, not, you know, interesting is a very neutral word.
0: Yeah. I, I use that one a lot too. In fact, mm-hmm. I think I said it about four times this morning.
1: <laughs> well, isn't that interesting? Yes. And we don't want to say it like, isn't it interesting? No. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: so I, interesting. I said it to a friend cause I was like, Oh, I have this thing coming up and I'm a little worried about it. And, and I just said, Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good one too. So uh, just quickly back to this happening thing. A lot of people think that that's weird. That's the weird thing that yeah. your, your daughter is like talking about. But the problem is we're coming at this from a Western civilization mindset, right? In the Eastern, you know, Asian, China countries, they have done um these whole all most of the medical stuff is based on all the energy centers and the flow through your body.
1: Mm -hmm. All the meridians. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And so I read once that about this um these surgeons were doing heart surgery on a guy. They didn't give him any drugs for pain killing. They just did acupuncture for an Mm -hmm. open heart surgery. So I mean obviously it's it's maybe not as blue as as our western mindset might make us have us believe
1: it's what we've been exposed to it's what we've been taught it really is yeah but the i always say molly that the body and mind is so complex That not one specific person can know everything. It's just impossible. So there's so many different ways to come about healing um, in a situation and healing anxiety and stress. Um, there's so many different ways that we can process things and you know, I really do believe that there's there's a reason we have doctors, you know, if we have a broken bone or if we need heart surgery, we, we better have a good doctor, um, but other things can be solved. You know, through that type of thing, through understanding how those meridians work, how the chakras work, how the energy centers in our body are functioning. Um, it's been very eye opening to me to learn about that over the last couple of years and know how it's helped our family to, you know, go from stress levels of here and bring them down to here. And I have a dog that tells me when I'm going the wrong direction. And I really love her for that because she's like, <laughs> like oh, I'm stressed. <laughs> Got to bring the level down. You know, I think God gave me to her for a reason because I just need to watch her every now and then and be like, hmm, I think I've been missing something. <laughs> well, and that's true too because we don't always
0: notice it in ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And that that is the first step in in choosing how to respond to stress is recognizing it. Correct.
1: Yes, very much so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I have heard people um, say before that we, we want to keep our you know bodies all in balance and we want to feel happy. And, um, but sometimes it's a little tricky because we have all these emotions that come into play. And somebody yeah. told me once, well, really, emotions are just energy in motion. Yeah. And so <laughs> when we have these different emotions, they really do. Affect our bodies, our physical bodies. Right. And so, you know, that is why it's really important. I mean, even medical science in the Western world will tell you stress is bad for your body. Correct. You know? yes. So that's why it is really important to learn a lot of these tools and, and to start practicing them. Right.
1: Yes. And when, um, I mean, you said something as I'm an emotion code and body code certified practitioner, and just a long story short, it's because of that. It's because by the time we get to adulthood, and I'm hoping my daughter won't get to this point because we've been working on this, but a lot of people have hundreds of trapped emotions because sometimes just like you said, the emotions don't flow properly and they get lodged and they create that you know, underlying anxiety and pain and just that rolling over and self-sabotage and, you know, various things that can happen. And, you know, like you said, now we have information that can help us release those trapped emotions and let the body and mind work the way it's designed to work. Um, <clears throat> we don't have to stay in the, in the rut, let's say. And sometimes this will present itself in a child in um, a learning disability that, um, you know, my daughter has dyslexia. And as we're working through things, some things are a little bit clearer for her, not everything, but, you know, it helps them process things a little bit differently. Um, If you have that trigger happy environment, it can diffuse those triggers. Um, you know, like we said, that anxiety and stress is oftentimes, if you think, I like to think of it as Linus, you know, Linus had that blanket that he dragged behind him and you know, after a while, that blanket was filthy because it just kept attracting other stuff like it. It's like we're dragging Linus's blanket and through our life where, you know, we have a little bit of anxiety and then we collect more of that type. And then we bring a little stress with or anger or bitterness. And, you know, by the time we get to adulthood, we have this pretty icky blanket (laughs) that we don't even know we're dragging behind us. So, you know, but the exciting thing is that with the right information, you don't have to live with all that stuff. And, you know, I think we've all felt in the past couple of years that growing, um, I I hear it from so many people that I didn't hear it from before. You know, I feel real anxious or Mm -hmm. I'm so stressed. It just feels like I, I can't get through a day without feeling stressed. And, you know, I think that there is something like that happening in the world but we can learn to protect our our safe haven our home our our mind um you know and get that stuff out of our lives as much as we possibly can again you can't stop it from being around you but you can stop how it affects you
0: yeah absolutely and I think too it's like a lot of people have the same pattern where you know maybe you're angry And so you say the rude things to people, but you don't want to be like that. because That's no good. So then you stuff all of that inside and then you're passive. Right. And then you're like, well, wait, I got to stand up for myself. So then you become passive aggressive (laughs) and you think, well, what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is, um, well, now I forgot the word. (laughs) <laughs> There's good word for it, but but it, it's it's stepping into your power and taking responsibility for your own emotions and yes. your own actions and your own self. And it's right. I don't think I remember that word, uh, but, but you know that's that's the hard thing is as we grow up and and I see these cycles in my own kids too. It's like they don't really want to be like that, but they don't know a better way, and so we have right. to teach them. It, it's standing up for yourself. but not in a passive aggressive or aggressive way or passive aggressive.
1: Well, and also giving them permission to feel because sometimes I think we need to feel the anger. We need to release the anger, but you know, I I talk to my kids about releasing the anger properly. You know, if you need to yell and scream, go in your room, yell and scream, you know, picture whoever is in front of you, but don't yell and scream and say bad things in front of that person. Because most of the time it's not them or that situation. It's something in us that needs to be released. Um, Punch your pillow on your bed, (laughs) you know, get the anger out. Don't stuff it down. Um, you know, and if you need to be sad, then cry it out. Really, there's nothing wrong with a good cry. Um, and my daughter's the one that'll say, what? No, that's silly. I'm not going to cry. That shows weakness to cry. I don't want to cry in front of, I'm like, well, you don't have to cry in front of them. Hold it until you get in the car and then let the tears flow crying is lethargic it's releasing what is pent up inside and oftentimes it may not be that specific situation and then we can you know as adults and as we're teaching our our children to kind of follow that route and figure out you know why did i feel that way was it exactly that or was it from something else and, you know, to just to acknowledge it, because like you said, stuffing feelings does not ever work well. Um, it always comes back to bite you if it's, you know, a week from now or five years from now, it always has to come up and out. It, does. Oh, it, it does. does. And when it comes up five years from now, it's going to bring a whole lot of other stuff with it.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and that's so important is to give permission to have feelings, not only to your kids but yourself. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I think it's also key. This is another thing I try to teach my kids too: is it's it's okay to have the emotions, but we don't dump them on other people. Right. You know? Yes. And I remembered the word I was looking for. Yay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was saying it's being assertive. Yes. Is is what we want instead of being aggressive or passive right. because being assertive says it's okay that I have feelings. It's okay that I I'm okay. I mean, I'm a person yeah. and I can express what it is that I need with, without okay. being a doormat or without yelling right.
1: at you. <laughs> stuff. Right. And it's important. It is important to be assertive and to know it's, it's really managing those feelings. And I love how you said that it's, it's okay, you know, to be assertive because there, there are some people that teach that's not okay even, but Mm -hmm. you know, we do have to stand up for us. We do have to honor who we are and that teaches people to honor who we are as well. And if we do it in a respectful way, my husband always says there are only two things you can control. We have athletes, so, you know, they can control their effort and they can control their attitude. And, you know, as long as they are doing their best in both of those, then, you know, nobody can say anything, You know, they're going to see the type of character you have because you are giving your effort. You're giving a hundred percent to whatever it is you're doing and you're having a good attitude along the way.
0: And that is fantastic advice for homeschool moms.
1: Yes. You know,
0: you don't have to do it perfectly. All you can control is your effort and your attitude. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, Julie, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and join me on my podcast here and to share all these words of wisdom because nobody wants to be in monster mode, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) definitely not. Yeah. And
0: I I remember those days when I was in it a lot and I could not figure out how to get out, but it was tips like these and and people like you that really helped me get out of it. So
1: Thanks for having me, Molly. I've greatly appreciated being here.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much. And tell our audience where they can reach out to you. and find you.
1: Yeah, you can find me. Instagram is a great way to um, stay in touch with me. My handle there is the period Julie Drake on Instagram. And that's a great way to get to know me and connect with me.
0: All right. Thank you
1: so much.
0: That's awesome. Thank you. You're at the Julie Drake. I love it.
1: The one and only. You don't need to know any other Julie Drake, just me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Welcome to the Building Heroes podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Here we go. Hey everyone! Welcome to episode seventy-seven of the Building Heroes podcast. Today, I'm excited to have my good friend Julie Drake on with us. And Julie, I'm going to let you tell your story and introduce yourself.
1: Okay, thanks, Molly. I'm Julie Drake, and I am a mother of two. Um, my husband and I were fortunate enough to have one naturally, and our daughter has is adopted from Guatemala. It's been a journey, an exciting one. Um, when our son was four, I decided to quit my successful sales position and start a business from scratch, and my whole family thought I was insane, but 22 years later, um, I'm trying to think, maybe not that long, but... It's been, um, about 20 years and it was the best decision I ever made. It allowed me to have a lot of time with my kids and it now has offered me opportunities to branch out. And what I started 20 years ago, I still do, but I'm also now a mind and body balance coach. And I help women really to stop stressing in life and get to a more balanced position in their mindset. And if (laughs) I know how I am running a business, you know, homeschooling, doing all that stuff and really wanting to be present for my kids. And sometimes life has a way of throwing us singers. And, you know, I often say that we can't control when stress comes on, but we can often use tools to minimize how long it stays. And I believe stress is a choice. Some might disagree with me, but that's my motto.
0: Oh, that's good. Stress is a choice, or at least how long it stays. You did say exactly.
1: that <laughs> Yeah. Everybody has stress. You can't ever stop that, but you can control what it does to you. Um, and once you figure out the tools that work best for you, and I, in my practice, I work with several different ones because everybody is unique and different, Molly. So what works for me may not work the same for you. So I do like to teach people several different ways. And really what happens in the moment here may not work in the moment in the next situation, you know, so it's good to have several tools in your toolbox and also to teach them to our kids because, you know, they get anxious and stressed too, and they don't always know you know what that they assume like I did for many years that it's just something that you live with in the moment and it doesn't have to be that way. So I like to teach um well my 23-year-old doesn't listen to me very much anymore in that regard. Maybe someday he will again, but um my 14-year-old I'm able to teach her scenarios and you know even at that teenage years the other day I was riding in the car with her and she was wigging out about something, you know, that was pretty teenagerish, And I was like, okay, so you have a choice. I'd really love you to do X, Y, Z. And she's like, that's so crazy, mom. That's like hippie. That's woo woo stuff. I don't even know what she called it, you know? And I said, well, fine. I said, stay in the, the rut that you're in and just deal with it. Then I said, I think that's silly, but if that's your choice, And she sat there for about 30 seconds, then said, fine, what do you want me to do? (laughs) And so, but, you know, that is her choice. I'm not going to force her to do these things. But, you know, after we talked through, at that moment, we were driving to a hybrid homeschool. So I was driving her to her part day at school, and she was stressing about a test, a paper that was due. And, um, I always carry certain essential oils with me because in the moment they are the quickest way. And it's something that you can carry. It's something you can do very quickly. And, um, we have a certain oil that we share a love of. And so she put it on, like, just put it on, breathe it in and just remind yourself that whatever comes today, you can handle it. And she even told me, she texted me later and said, I feel better. Thank you. You know, but in that moment, you're like, Oh, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to be miserable. Um, but even my 14 year old is recognizing that she doesn't have to stay miserable. She doesn't have to stay stressed and she feels better when she uses the tools that she has available for her.
0: Yeah, totally. And I, I say that a lot too, you know, let's get some tools to put in your toolbox. So that Mm -hmm. you can use them along the way on your journey, you know, right. I always talk about the hero's journey and how that's, that's the pattern for our lives. And as we're moving along with hero's journey, it's inevitable that we're going to run into things that are oh, yeah. that feel like <laughs> obstacles or walls or just things to stop us. Yeah. And, you know, as we hit those obstacles, one thing I probably don't talk about enough is that sometimes that can be really stressful. Sometimes we can look at it and go, oh, well. That's because I gotta learn something and figure it out, and I'll get around it, no problem. And we have that can-do attitude, but sometimes you hit the things, and you're, or just things just come into your life and circumstances, and you're like, right? Why is this happening? Dude? Well, <laughs> that's not the question we probably should be asking in the moment. <laughs> the yeah. question is, how am I going to react, or how am I going to choose to act in this moment?
1: choice. I love that, that you said that because it really is about choosing the next action and what we choose often dictates the outcome that is coming. You know, how long does the resolution take oftentimes is dictated by our choices and how we go through it or around it. Um, so yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I I love that
0: you give that same privilege to your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, like I have something to help you that could help you. You you can choose to try it or not. Yes. And yeah, and and a lot of times they like to think that you don't know anything. And
1: yep. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's also super important to remind our kids, um, and, and I don't know if you've phrased it this way before in the past, but your who is different than what you do, or you know, in I think for teenage girls, they oftentimes, I see this with my daughter and her friends, the image of their hair or their body or whatever is so tied up with, you know, I I often hear, oh, I hate myself. It's like, wait a minute. (laughs) Your hair may not look good today, but that has nothing to do with who you are, you know, and I think we constantly have to remind our kids that that is not them. (laughs) Their hair might be having a bad day, you know, or a a bad season of life, but that's not them. You know, you can hate your hair at the moment, you know, but don't hate you. You are unique and beautiful, regardless of if your hair is a frizzy mess, (laughs) you know, Um, but they're so tied up with how they look as their identity. And that just, I wish that I had learned some of these lessons when I was younger and had somebody, or maybe my mom did, and I just didn't hear her, you know, how many (laughs) times you hear things. But, um, you know, I think that's part of a mom's role. If we are aware of those things is just to continue telling our sons and daughters that, you know, they are special. They are unique. They aren't, You know, a cookie cutter of the next person. And, you know, just because they can't do something the same as somebody else or look the same way as somebody else doesn't mean that they're any less valuable or, you know, uniquely special because I think that they're on social media too. And I think as much as we try to limit that, it's still there and they're still comparing. And I think that that's part of our role is to just pour as much love and affirmation into them that they are unique and special and different. And it's okay um, to be that, that hero. I, I love that part of your message, Molly, is that, you know, a hero can be all kinds of things. A hero can have all kinds of qualities and me as the hero and you versus the hero are, you know, we bring different skill sets to the table. We help people in special and unique ways. And, you know, um, I just think that that is a wonderful part of your message that I know that you share.
0: Yes. And I love how you just eloquently all of that too because you're right like so many times our kids tie their self-esteem about who they really are to the outside things to their hair like I mean you want to talk hair man I had a terrible haircut like a mullet <laughs> in like seventh grade or something Oh, now people laugh at that picture nowadays but that's not who I am <laughs> and, right you know right. And, and I think kids too they, they tend to tie their self-esteem to their accomplishments and, and all those things yes. and so that's one huge advantage that we have in homeschooling is that we're there and we can see when they're going down and we don't have to tie the accomplishments to their self-esteem that we probably still do it's the yeah. thing to do sometimes. yeah but hopefully we can be more aware of that and I think that's really foundational to mm-hmm. all all these stress management tools is understanding that the stressful things, the hard things that come in your life aren't because you're bad or because, right. you know, you're no good or whatever. Um, they just, they're, they're just part of the journey. Exactly. And, and we get to choose how we act.
1: Yeah. We write our own stories and that's yeah. just part of our next chapter.
0: Yep. We absolutely do. And so some of the things that's why the tools come in really handy because if we're gonna choose how to act, maybe we don't know what to do. We don't know how right. to act, and, and maybe that's why we sometimes get stuck in in reacting instead of choosing something better so we don't stay in stress.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and when you have those tools easily defined then it's just like looking at a box of crayons and saying, I want to use the red color to color this part of my picture or the green color to color. It's just very easy if you don't, you know, overwhelm. I tend to talk to people about five different choices, you know, because, and some of them are things that you do when you're in the privacy of your own space and others can be done in a sea of people. Because that's the other thing, Molly, when you are in that stress and overwhelm Um, you know, if a child is, or if a mom is with a group of people, what they can do in that moment is very different than if the mom is at home and having one of those homeschool meltdowns that we all have, let's just call it what it is. um, And she just can't figure out what to do next, you know, to give herself a timeout. I've done this before. I need a timeout, you know, and to go into a room Even if it's a closet, just some space where you can have a moment of peace and pull out a different tool in the toolbox. Then, you know that's that's very different. Um, So I do like to talk to my clients about different ways to handle things based on where you're at. You know, because it's not always going to be the private time that you need to regroup. So you have to find ways in the moment and to do things to level out stress, come down from that fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah, yes,
0: absolutely. And I think, you know, for a lot, of, a lot of moms, I mean, homeschooling is amazing, but certainly there are stressful moments. And I always like to say, too, it's like with homeschooling, it kind of amplifies the issues in your home, mm-hmm. which is good because then you can do something about them, but right. it's also stressful <laughs> because you're yeah. like, whoa, issues, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and so, like, in the moment, what do you suggest people do when they feel stressful? Actually, let me back up a little bit too. I think what a lot of us do in the moment when we feel stressed out is we turn to yelling. Yes. Or we we turn towards anger. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe we get passive aggressive or, or something like that. Right. And, and I don't know, I have never talked to a single homeschool mom or any mom really who actually wants to be like that. Right. You know? yeah. But I think the problem is, is we don't know another way. Right. So, often. yeah,
1: I think you said something very um, poignant a few moments ago, and that was in terms of it amplifies and lets us know that there's situations in our home because. One of the things that I recognized when I started homeschooling, um, number one, I started homeschooling when my daughter was in middle school and it was a result of the COVID shutdowns. I knew that she did not do well in the virtual learning environment. It was very hard for her to sit there and be taught by a screen. I knew there had to be a better way. And then the next year, our school district was in person, but they had quarantine rules. And I just had this vision of she's in school, she's virtual learning, she's in school. And and I just knew it was going to be a a, a nightmare. So we full-time homeschooled that year. And it was eye-opening to me how much better she really did learn. She kept saying, I'm not learning anything. I'm like, but you are. And it's less stressful because there wasn't the, um, the deadlines, there wasn't the drive there. It wasn't all about the grade or the test score, or it was very different for her. Um, but it did, you know, unveil some of the ways that we communicated with one another, my expectations of her and how I communicated that, um, and I'm dealing with a teenager. I didn't start homeschooling when she was in kindergarten. I waited till seventh grade, which is awesome. <laughs> you know, I always <laughs> agree with it, but um so in the moment, one of the things that I would say is as the mom, as the supposed mature one, <laughs> you know, I say supposed, um, you have to take a step back and realize what is this triggering? Is this something that is my child doing something or something's raising up in me? And what I recognized is in my home growing up, it it was, you know, you were allowed to show happy emotions, but anger was not something that was allowed um, or allowed in certain ways. And I always felt like I was suppressed. My feelings were suppressed in that way. So when we would have certain situations, I would just like flip out and just be like, "Ah," you know, or, you know, that, that drive to get A's and that drive to get, you know, and I realized I never asked that of her, but something in me was projecting onto her. So I just took a step back and, you know, in the moment you can, you don't have to address everything right away when you're homeschooling. You can say, you know, we're taking five, we're taking 10, journal it out, you know, really write down what happened, um, deep breathe. I, and even to take a deep breath in five counts in five counts out before you speak. And it's amazing what that does to your, um, nervous system because you are heightened. You are like, oh, my, my friend calls it momster mode. You know, you are like in. Monster mode, you are going to blow up, you are going to say things that you will regret. And in that heat of the battle, you feel that rising, take a moment, take a deep breath in, you don't need to close your eyes, just take a deep breath, your kids don't need to know what you're doing, take a deep breath out. Um, one of my favorite oils, the essential oils in that moment is adaptive. Um, I pair it with um, doTERRA's cheer. Just because I need that jolt of stress, reduce and happiness all at the same time. It's like a perfect combination for me. And so I actually carry that with me in my purse and I will roll it on my wrists, my behind my ears, my pulse points, and I'll just sniff it. And I take a deep breath and then I can usually assess the situation just a little bit differently. Another really great thing, and people don't even need to know what you're doing, is that there are energy centers all over our bodies. We are like a ball of energy. And if you think of it as, you know, just little energy um, lines running through our bodies, but you can tap, you know, and it doesn't even need to be anything. You might have seen tapping sessions and they go through certain points and some of them look pretty ridiculous, but just to even get the, the energy flowing differently to say, hey, I need you to do something different body, you know, stop the stress load. <laughs> so tapping in certain spots will diffuse the stress in the moment. And then you can think clearer. So all of those are ways that I teach moms and kids both to just reframe what's going on in that moment. And then you can look at the why later, but you can't look at the why right then.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Um, It reminds me, well, backing up what you said earlier, it's like, you know, when you're asking about what's triggering this in me, our kids are really good mirrors. Oh yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we don't want to see what the reflection is showing us. No, but they
0: show us our weaknesses. Yes, Mm -hmm. they do. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And sometimes I joke, that's why I had to have seven kids because I got. (laughs) Right. But it reminded me of this quote by Stephen Covey and he said, and, and when I first heard this quote, I I thought, oh, that's nice or whatever. But the more I ponder it, the more I realized that this is powerful when you understand this. He said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space lies our freedom and power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and happiness.
1: I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's powerful stuff. Right. Because really when the stress comes on, that's what we're doing. When we start feeling mom- monster mode, that's that's great. <laughs> when yeah. we feel that coming on, in the moment, if we have that recognition that we have the power of choice, right, that space, wow, it changes our lives.
1: Very different. And our kids' lives. So for me, I, I had this moment last week, it was, you know, I had certain things planned for the homeschool side and out of the blue, there was this huge project thrown at my daughter from her school teacher, <laughs> but I had this plan. I'm like, we got to stay on schedule. We got to do. And I'm like, I, I ran through my got I got, to got it. And she was like, I could see her spiraling. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, I did what I told you to do. I took a deep breath. And I'm like, internally, what am I do? What is, am I serving in pushing my deadline? I can't change the school's deadline. So, you know, in that moment, I said, you know what? We're going to stop. I'm getting rid of my deadline. We'll work it out another way. And I took that stress off of both of us to get that done. But why did that have to happen that week? Because in my mind, I wanted it to. I wanted that off my list, off her list, but- it was obviously causing both of us a lot of undue stress. And that's, you know, that's the benefit of homeschooling, Molly. And I think I learned this from you. It's like, why, why, why do they need to know all this right now in this moment? You know, it's like, it is a journey and it is, you learn as you go. And, you know, it's amazing what you can learn in a whole year. (coughs) It doesn't all have to be done in that week or that month. So we're in eight hours a day, you know, or in that
0: order or when they tell you, yeah.
1: Yeah. And just to have that grace with myself and her and to teach her that, okay, that was my plan on Monday, but on Wednesday, now I have new information and we're going to have to revise our plan and it's okay.
0: Yeah. I I call that flexi-planning. Oh, I like that. I make a plan knowing I'm probably going to have to change it.
1: Right. <laughs> so don't do it in Sharpie.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let, let's let talk a little bit about, um, I mean, you gave us some really good tips of what to do in the moment. if you, you can take a time out. It's okay to leave the situation. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess, depending on the situation, but right. <laughs> to go yeah. take that time out right. and, and to journal about it and to um, just close your eyes, maybe use some essential oils um, the deep breaths that that one you can do anywhere for sure. Anywhere. Yeah. Take the deep breaths and then the tapping part too. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend that tells me when you do the crossbody thing, yes, that can reset yep. uh, your emotions too. And she's a um, a therapist, yes. And they do that a lot to manage stress with the kids, yeah, um, too. So she's like, sometimes when I have hard conversations with my husband, and the am laying in bed, I'll just be sitting there tapping, and <laughs> yeah.
1: I do it when I'm driving, I end up like, Oh, I don't know. There's something about this part, the collarbone for me, but everybody has those, you know, some people are their arms, just the little, you know, disruptors, just the disruptor in the moment to get your mind off of that wheel, you know, that, that stress wheel that we start to build up.
0: Yeah. And another one too, is just recognizing what you're thinking. If it's making you feel like that and then switch And you have a choice to choose to start thinking something else. That's why mantras are so good and affirmations because you have something right. ready to go. Cause you can't think of it when you're in that. Right. I, I remember mine when I was trying to train this very stubborn child, I, <laughs> I would always say in my head, it's like water off the duck's back. Right. It just rolls right off. <laughs> or I would say, exactly. I am so lucky that I get to have this time to train him. Because yes. I'm in school. <laughs> exactly. I, I would have to remind myself, even though we're not getting any other school done, right? We are getting some training done. So, a yeah. great
1: phrase in the moment is, isn't that interesting? Because it's not positive or negative. And if you're in a really negative p- position, it kind of diffuses the moment yeah. enough for you to take a step back and you know, look at it differently as interesting, not horrible, not, you know, interesting is a very neutral word. Yeah.
0: I, I use that one a lot too. In fact, mm-hmm. I think I said it about four times this morning.
1: <laughs> well, isn't that interesting? Yes. And we don't want to say it like, isn't it interesting? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, so
0: I, interesting. I said it to a friend cause I was like, Oh, I have this thing coming up and I'm a little worried about it. And, and I just said, Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good one, too. So uh, just quickly back to this tapping thing, a lot of people think that that's weird. That's the weird thing that yeah. your, your daughter is like talking about. But the problem is we're coming at this from a Western civilization mindset, right? In the Eastern, you know, Asian, China countries, they have done um these whole all most of the medical stuff is based on all the energy centers and the flow through your body.
1: Mm -hmm. All the meridians. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And so I read once that about this um these surgeons were doing heart surgery on a guy. They didn't give him any drugs for pain killing. They just did acupuncture for an Mm -hmm. open heart surgery. So I mean obviously It's, it's maybe not as blue as, as our Western mindset might make us have us
1: believe. It's what we've been exposed to. It's what we've been taught. It really is. Yeah. But the, I always say, Molly, that the body and mind is so complex That not one specific person can know everything. It's just impossible. So there's so many different ways to come about healing um, in a situation and healing anxiety and stress. Um, There's so many different ways that we can process things and you know, I really do believe that there's there's a reason we have doctors, you know, if we have a broken bone or if we need heart surgery, we, we better have a good doctor, um, but other things can be solved. You know, through that type of thing, through understanding how those meridians work, how the chakras work, how the energy centers in our body are functioning. Um, it's been very eye opening to me to learn about that over the last couple of years and know how it's helped our family to, you know, go from stress levels of here and bring them down to here. And I have a dog that tells me when I'm going the wrong direction. And I really love her for that because she's like, Like oh I'm stressed. (laughs) got to bring the level down? You know I think God gave me to her for a reason because I just need to watch her every now and then and be like hmm I think I've been missing something. (laughs) Well and that's
0: true too because we don't always notice it in ourselves Mm -hmm. right and that that is the first step in in choosing how to respond to stress is recognizing it correct
1: yes very much so yeah. Yeah, I, I
0: have heard people um, say before that we, we want to keep our you know bodies all in balance and we want to feel happy. And, um, but sometimes it's a little tricky because we have all these emotions that come into play. And somebody yeah. told me once, well, really, emotions are just energy in motion. Yeah. And so <laughs> when we have these different emotions, they really do affect our bodies, our physical bodies. Right. And so, you know, that is why it's really important. I mean, even medical science in the Western world will tell you stress is bad for your body. Correct. You know? yes. so that's why it is really important to learn a lot of these tools and, and to start practicing them. Right.
1: Yes. And when, um, I mean, you said something, As I'm an emotion code and body code certified practitioner and just a long story short, it's because of that. It's because by the time we get to adulthood and I'm hoping my daughter won't get to this point because we've been working on this, but a lot of people have hundreds of trapped emotions because sometimes just like you said, the emotions don't flow properly and they get lodged and they create that you know, underlying anxiety and pain and just that rolling over and self-sabotage and, you know, various things that can happen. And, you know, like you said, now we have information that can help us release those trapped emotions and let the body and mind work the way it's designed to work. Um, <clears throat> we don't have to stay in the, in the rut, let's say. And sometimes this will present itself in a child in um, a learning disability that, um, you know, my daughter has dyslexia. And as we're working through things, some things are a little bit clearer for her, not everything, but you know, it helps them process things a little bit differently. Um, if you have that trigger happy environment, it can diffuse those triggers. Um, you know, like we said, that anxiety and stress is oftentimes, if you think, I like to think of it as Linus, you know, Linus had that blanket that he dragged behind him and you know, after a while that blanket was filthy because it just kept attracting other stuff like it. it's like, we're dragging Linus's blanket and through our life where, you know, we have a little bit of anxiety and then we collect more of that type. And then we bring a little stress with or anger or bitterness. And, you know, by the time we get to adulthood, we have this pretty icky blanket (laughs) that we don't even know we're dragging behind us. So you know, but the exciting thing is that with the right information, you don't have to live with all that stuff. And, you know, I think we've all felt in the past couple of years, that growing, um, I I hear it from so many people that I didn't hear it from before, you know, I feel real anxious, or Mm -hmm. I'm so stressed, it just feels like I, I can't get through a day without feeling stressed. And, you know, I think that there is, something like that happening in the world but we can learn to protect our our safe haven our home our our mind um you know and get that stuff out of our lives as much as we possibly can again you can't stop it from being around you but you can stop how it affects you
0: yeah absolutely and I think too it's like a lot of people have the same pattern where you know maybe you're angry And so you say the rude things to people, but you don't want to be like that because that's no good. So then you stuff all of that inside and then you're passive. Right. And then you're like, well, wait, I got to stand up for myself. So then you become passive aggressive (laughs) and you think, well, what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is, um, well, now I forgot the word. (laughs) (laughs) a <laughs> good work for it, but, but it, it's, it's stepping into your power and taking responsibility for your own emotions and yes. your own actions and your own self. And it's, right. I don't think remember that word. Uh, but, but, you know, that's, that's the hard thing is as we grow up and, and I see these cycles in my own kids too. It's like they don't really want to be like that, but they don't know a better way. And so we have right. to teach them it, it's standing up for yourself. Right. But Not in a passive aggressive or aggressive way or passive aggressive.
1: Well, and also giving them permission to feel because yeah. sometimes I think we need to feel the anger. We need to release the anger, but you know, I I talk to my kids about releasing the anger properly. You know, if you need to yell and scream, go in your room, yell and scream, you know, picture whoever is in front of you, but don't yell and scream and say bad things in front of that person. Because most of the time, it's not them or that situation. It's something in us that needs to be released. Um, Punch your pillow on your bed, (laughs) you know, get the anger out. Don't stuff it down. Um, you know, and if you need to be sad, then cry it out. Really, there's nothing wrong with a good cry. Um, and my daughter's the one that'll say, what? No, that's silly. I'm not going to cry. That shows weakness to cry. I don't want to cry in front of, I'm like, well, you don't have to cry in front of them. Hold it until you get in the car and then let the tears flow. Crying is, It's releasing what is pent up inside. And oftentimes it may not be that specific situation. And then we can, you know, as adults and as we're teaching our, our children to kind of follow that route and figure out, you know, why did I feel that way? Was it exactly that or was it from something else? And, you know, to just to acknowledge it, because like you said, stuffing feelings does not ever work well. Um, It always comes back to bite you if it's, you know, a week from now or five years from now, it always has to come up and out. It It does. does. And when it comes up five years from now, it's going to bring a whole lot of other stuff with it.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and that's so important is to give permission to have feelings, not only to your kids, but yourself. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's also key. This is another thing I try to teach my kids too is. It, it's okay to have the emotions, but we don't dump them on other people. Right. You know? Yes. And I remembered the word I was looking for. Yay. Well, I was saying it's being assertive. Yes. Is, is what we want instead of being aggressive or passive right. because being assertive says it's okay that I have feelings. It's okay that I I'm okay. I mean, I'm a person yeah. and I can express what it is that I need. without being a doormat
1: or without yelling at you. (laughs) Right. And it's important. It is important to be assertive and to know it's, it's really managing those feelings. And I love how you said that it's, it's okay, you know, to be assertive because there, there are some people that teach that's not okay even, but
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, we do have to stand up for us. We do have to honor who we are. And that teaches people to honor who we are as well. And if we do it in a respectful way my husband always says there are only two things you can control we have athletes so you know they can control their effort and they can control their attitude and you know as long as they are doing their best in both of those then you know nobody can say anything you know they're going to see the type of character you have because you are giving your effort. You're giving a hundred percent to whatever it is you're doing and you're having a good attitude along the way.
0: And that is fantastic advice for homeschool moms.
1: Yes. You know,
0: you don't have to do it perfectly. All you can control is your effort and your attitude. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, Julie, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and join me on my podcast here and to share all these words of wisdom because nobody wants to be in monster mode, but no. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. And I, I remember those days when I was in it a lot and I could not figure out how to get out, but it was wow. tips like these and, and people like you that really helped me get out of it.
1: So well, thanks for having me, Molly. I've greatly appreciated being here.
0: Yes, well, thank you so much. And tell our audience where they can reach out to you and find you.
1: Yeah, you can find me. Instagram is a great way to um, stay in touch with me. My handle there is the period Julie Drake on Instagram. And that's a great way to get to know me and connect with me.
0: All right. Thank you so much. That's awesome. You. You're at the Julie Drake. I love
1: it. <laughs> The one and only. You don't need to know any other Julie Drake. Just me.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.BuildingHeroesAcademy.com